I don't know why everything's okay, uh, <laughs> except for the fact that I caught a little bit of hell on the last podcast for my <laughs> for my little laundry snippet. Some of you were, <laughs> were not that appreciative of uh, of the fact that I leave the laundry out. Um, so whatever, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you don't like my strategy, but try it. Try it before you knock it. Because um, I think you're going to find the effects to be um, better than normal. You, you sit around feel unappreciated. Well, this is a chance to find a little recognition. So give it, give it a chance before you try it. Because a lot of you jumped down my throat before you even had a chance to give it a shot. Leave that laundry out, you guys. Leave it out. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to last week's uh, podcast here it's another friday we're still in quarantine and life is moving on at rapid pace somebody else said that to me the other day they said uh doesn't it seem like time is moving really really quickly like we're all standing around with nothing to do and yet all of a sudden here we are more than half the year is over that's crazy it's crazy and how do i know more than half the year is over um, because I had half the year to do it, and I still left it down to the last day to uh, file for my income taxes. <laughs> uh, a lot of you know that about me. I, I leave it to the last day, and actually, pretty proud you guys, finished early this year. Finished early, 11.32 p.m., 28 minutes to spare. I hit that submit button, went through, boop, 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 TurboTax comes back, says, congratulations, you filed. And then, you know, a few minutes later, get those emails. The feds have accepted your tax return. Your state return has been accepted. So, all good in the hood. But TurboTax, not a proud sponsor of the uh, of the Hoffcast, so I don't mind saying they've gotten a little expensive. Got a little expensive. I hear what uh, a lot of people are taking over at H&R Block. I don't know if they charge you the fee and then another fee to submit, but... TurboTax used to be like forty nine ninety nine. You're like, okay, get that done. I'm I'm happy to get it out there. You know, back in the day, you're getting a refund, and you say, all right, I don't mind paying the fifty bucks to get a couple thousand dollars in my pocket. Now, the old refund days are long gone. Uh, <laughs> I've I've owed the last few days. I it happens to a lot of people that are in ten ninety nine, and um, and they. They uh, they dinging me. I think my TurboTax bill this year was two hundred thirty dollars. Now I know I get the uh, self-employed. You've got your own business, and I also get the Defender Max. They made it. They really sold it well. They they really strike the fear into you there at the end. They they give you the little thing like, hey, your audit risk is that it's either low, medium, or high. And mine was low. Um, but they said, do you want to? put max on there for an extra $60 we'll add audit defense so if you are getting audited we're going to be there with you every step of the way we got a expert that will help you handle that process um and and I at first I said no I clicked the no I said nope not gonna get me with that you know it's like when you go to a jiffy lube 
and and they you know look under the hood and they're like here good news your wife your they always give you the good news first that's their technique so you trust them you feel like yeah well they wouldn't lie to me they told me one thing was okay they always say good news uh your washer fluid looks fine you know it's always something stupid or innocuous like that your washer fluid looks fine but uh you know we looked at your um your uh, hemoglobin there, and it looks like we're going to have to flush the entire car. We can do that right now, give you 10% off, knock it right down for about 900 bucks. You want to do that? You want to add that on to your, to your $39.95 thing that you drove in here for? Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. It's like going to get the flu shot at CVS, and they try and upsell you with, uh, with surgery. Nah, I'm good. Okay, Jiffy Lube, I don't need it. And I'm just saying Jiffy Lube is generic. I got nothing against Jiffy Lube. I don't know, you know. But every one of them does that. Every single one that I've pulled in, into a Valvoline, a Jiffy Lube, a Quick Lube, they all do that, pull that same thing. Ah, this thing looks fine. We we checked uh, we checked your headlights, and they look all good. But unfortunately, you're going to need a brand new car. We can sell that to you right now for $10 off. If you want to do that, we can wrap that up for you right now. Have you back out the door in 30 minutes. No. No, just do what I came here for, okay? Nobody else does it. it actually, everybody else does that. Uh, even the checkout counter at uh, at your grocery store, you know, you beep, boop, boop. They take all your stuff, and then you get over there to the pay counter, and they're like, would you like to donate $5 to saving dying children? You're like, knock it out. Then I, I feel like they're always looking at me, too, when I click the no. <laughs> I, always feel like, uh, I always feel like the person running the register knows that's the screen that's on, and they're like, are you going to help dying children? And they always put it to you like that. They're never like, hey, there's this, uh, there's this charity, and they do some good things. They also have a CEO that's making, you know, $900,000 a year, but they but they do do some good things, and this is one of the things they do. It's never like that. It's like, do you want to help a kid who is starving right now? And you could like put the starving kid there. That's what they should do. It shouldn't be a donate button on there. Like round, would you like to round up your your change and donate it to the? It should. They should put the person right there. Just get like however many lanes the checkout has. Where you got you got twelve lanes there at your local grocery store. Just uh, identify 12 people that need it every single day. You know, have it be an application process. Somebody processes the application. They look at it. They say, okay, we're going to do Tim uh, Stevens. There you go. Tim Stevens. Let's bring him in. He's aisle one. Okay. Uh, uh, Janice uh, Jacoby right there. Aisle two. There you go. And little little Timmy Stewart. He's going to be aisle three. And just say, hey, these people are hungry right now. Would you, you, I see you got two loaves of bread. You want to give one to that guy? You know, then, oh, yeah, they're standing right there. You want to guilt trip me into it? Put the person there. And I'm going to look at him. He's going to go, I know, I noticed you're getting uh, $150 worth of food, and a lot of that is gummy treats. Do you think I might be able to have that uh, dinty more can of beef stew to fill my rumbling belly? And you say, all right, there you go. They always put it on that little machine. Would you like to donate to save, you know, the dying penguins? If you click yes right now, we can save this one. We can save it. It's like it's in a kill shelter, and they're like, it's got it's got 33 seconds left to live, you guys, unless somebody comes and adopts this puppy. Just put them there at the end of the line. I'll give them something, you know? I, and if I know they're going to be there, I'm going to pick up a little something. You know, let me let me know on the way in. Hand me a little slip on the way in. Be, it can be like a little one of those rotating things, like, okay, you got to pick up an extra turkey sandwich or whatever it is. Like, get it. This guy needs a pack of hot dogs. Make sure you throw that in the cart. And then, yeah, who ordered the hot dogs? Oh, that was aisle three. Hit me up down here. Long, go long. 
They give it to them. TurboTax got me. They said, listen. I, I said no the first time. They said, do you want to add Max Defend? We'll be there with you. Hold your hand. And I'm like, no, you're not going to get me with that. You already said my risk was low. I feel good about the way I did these. I should be fine. And then I click no, and then a little pop-up comes up. Are, no. You click no. Are you sure you want to click no? Because guess what? If they come after you and you have to hire a lawyer to sit there with you, it could be more than $2,000. Is that what you really want? Tell me, tell me, which is better, $60 or $2,000? Which one would you rather pay? And you're like, well, when, damn it. Okay, well, when you put it that way, I'd rather pay 60 now. Than, and plus, they've worn me down, okay? I, I did taxes for 12 straight out well not 12 straight I, I got something to say about that but i was on the taxes for over 12 hours that day and that wasn't just the first day i'd started working on them i had done a bunch of it before um but i had been you know staring at that computer monitor for 12 hours you know you you get to the end you're like oh i can't do this anymore like i'm so glad it's done and i say just if you give us 60 more dollars uh we'll we'll make sure it's okay and you can get some good sleep you're like fine fine TurboTax, take it but now there's, it's starting to nickel and dime me up and down the board. Like it used to be like around fifty dollars to get my taxes submitted. And now it's two hundred thirty dollars. It seems like seems like a big leap here. Seems like a big leap, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Shouldn't you be doing us all favors? Like none of us are working right now. So hook us up, TurboTax. Um, oh, I said it wasn't quite twelve straight hours because, and it would have been. But I'm at the in-laws. We're in northern Indiana. We're, you know, seeing family up here and playing with the cousins. And, um, and so I'm in the basement of my in-laws, and all of a sudden, uh, Internet kicks off. Eh, it's not that uncommon. You know, you got a Wi-Fi router. You think, okay, this happens quite a bit. Um, you know, 10 minutes later, still not happening. I go up, and I reset it. All right. Sometimes you got to reset the monitor. Eh, that, that didn't quite work. Okay, I'll, you know what? I'll have lunch. And we'll see if, if the problem has resolved itself. So I make myself some lunch. Half hour later, go back down. Still no internet. Go up, reset it again. Nope, not working. All right, I'm calling them. I get them on the phone. They say, oh, yeah. Well, actually, it was not a person. It was just an automated thing. What's your what's your zip code? And you enter that in. They're like, we see there is an outage in your area. I don't know why. <laughs> the computer's not necessarily Kermit the Frog. But um, that's my robot voice. And... Um, and they said, there's a shortage in your area. We know it. You don't have to talk to a human. That will not speed up the process. So I said, okay. So, yeah, all right, I, I catch your drift. You don't want us bothering you. You are aware of the problem. They said, we'll hope to have it on by 7 p.m. your time. Now, a couple things in there bother me, okay? One, it's like 3.30. So you tell me in three and a half hours when every minute is precious here since I've left this to the last day. I left my homework to the last day, and now you're telling me what I thought was the deadline is now three and a half hours closer? Strike one. Um, and then the other thing that I don't like that about that statement is probably we hope to have it on by 7 o'clock. All right, I'm not taking your word for it. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm shuffling papers over here like it's a beautiful mind. I got, I got expenses and three different piles over there. I got income going through the my eyelids, my fingernails are you know wearing down to the nubs as i'm shuffling things i'm bouncing from one category to the next on TurboTax. 
okay, I, I, I'm going to call you. You said, what, what happened at 7 o'clock? You're going to be like, well, we said maybe. We said we hope. Like, those were two indicators that this was not going to happen. So I'm like, oh, hell. And uh, mother-in-law says, go to the little rink-a-dink shop in town. They'll let you do it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to. Like, no business, no self-respecting business would allow me on tax day through the door to be over there. Because I'm just, they would think this guy's going to shoot up the place. Like, the at the pace that I was, like, rubbing my face and just leaning back and sighing and, like, you know, slapping myself across the jowls trying to stay focused. Like, they'd be like, what's wrong with that guy? He is not allowed here. <laughs> um, so I was like, ah, I got to call. Uh, Sarah's sister. So I give her a call, or I, I sent her a text. I was like, hey, Internet's out. Can I come do taxes there? LOL. She knows the score. Yeah, come on over. So drive a half hour down the road to get to her place. So uh, now that cost me you know, 10 minutes of packing everything up and keeping it organized inside my little backpack. And 30 minutes of driving, 10 minutes of reorganizing it, explaining what the hell's wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> to her husband and, and her kids that keep walking up like, what what's Uncle Nick doing here? Why does he look like that? What's he doing? Why is he on the computer? What are all these papers? And uh, Don't touch it! Don't touch it! Uncle Nick is at his worst right now. Leave me alone. But, got it. And I, I was planning on only being over there for a little bit. I was like, you guys call me if the Wi-Fi kicks back on here. Sure, we will. Never came back on. Uh, so <laughs> I was over there and at 1132, like typically I think I would have battled it a little bit longer. I would have probably stuck around till about 1150 before I started doing the submit, you know, cause there's a million things you can do on there. There are a million things you can write off. There are a million things you can, you know, check and double check. You know, if you got the time, you might as well, but 1132, the, my my brother and sister-in-law had been on their couch watching TV for about the last two hours. I could tell it was getting a little bit like, what you know, is this guy going to move in permanently? What's happening? Doesn't help that I've got a quarantine beard going. Um, and so at 11.32, I was like, I got it. Uh, as good as it's probably going to get. You know, I could still write off that, you know, parking receipt over there for $2. But how much is that going to save me? Three and a half nickels. Uh, so hit submit, boom, accepted taxes are done. The year is halfway done. That That's what I was talking about when I started this time is flying. And she said, uh, my other sister-in-law said, one guy I was talking to believes we're in a simulation that they've sped it up. I'm like, okay, well, <coughs> uh, can't they just get to the end of this coronavirus then? Like if we're in that simulation, okay, fine. I'm willing to accept that we're in the matrix if you just hit the fast forward button. Like I don't need all of this. Just let's 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 just hit the Okay, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. It, oh, really? It took all the way to August 2021 20, to get this nailed. Fine. Uh here we are. Now we can all go outside and and be one again in comedy. If comedy still exists, I will be there. I've had all my shows canceled. Um, and right now I'm only planning shows for next year, so nothing to look forward to. But I'm I'm still posting a lot of videos, and I'm glad you guys are listening to the podcast. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope it gets you through things. If you know if you don't have a commute anymore, I like to listen to them as I'm drifting off to sleep. Just let the soothing sounds of Huff take you to the next day. I'll I'll help bring you into the Matrix reload session, and and you can enjoy it. And then you're gonna 
wake up tomorrow and be like, what, how much of that did I listen to? And you're going to realize it was you only listened to three minutes. So you go back and you give it another listen. You say, wait, I kind of remember this story about the taxes. Why, why would Hoff wait till July 15th? Why would he do that? Well, it's going to happen every time. You give me... And a lot of people make fun of me. They're like, really? Why would you leave it till the last day? Let me ask you this. How many assignments in school... Did they say, okay, this uh, the paper's due on Friday. How many of you on Wednesday were like, here you go, here you go, Mr. Mays, I, I knocked this out quick. Nobody. You all waited till Friday, okay? So don't all of a sudden, when I maintain that pattern as an adult, don't all of a sudden get high and mighty with me. Why'd you leave it till the last day? Shut it. Y'all should be leaving it to the last day, okay? And, and some people are like, why don't you... Why don't you just do a little bit at a time? Like, just do a little bit every week, and that way it's all handled when it comes time. Because then I'm doing something that I hate all year long, okay? I don't want to do something that I despise all year damn long. I want to leave it, and I just want to hate the one day. Even though I look at it on the calendar, and I I get a little pit in my stomach going, it's coming, you know? No, I want to leave it all to one day, and that way I can knock it out and not give a shit the rest of the year. I'm sorry for yelling. Um, but that's the way That's the way it is, and uh, it won't be any different next year. Next year it'll be April 14th, and I'll go, oh, tomorrow's the day. I love it when when it lands on like a Saturday, and they'll give you till the next Monday. Till Okay, you got till April 18th. I'm like, well, I'm using it. I'm using the extra days. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But here's the thing. Now I'm 1099. A lot of people with uh, W-2s don't uh, don't get as mad as I do when you enter it in because you have a little bit taken out of your taxes every single paycheck. So at the end of the year, you know, it's not that big a discrepancy. But if you were like me and they 1099'd you and you got all the money up front, and then on April 15th, you had to look and, and pay a chunk to the government. If, if most people had to do that, there would be a revolution in this country. There would be rioting in the streets more than there are right now, because if you realize, and, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of you have looked at that part of your paycheck and gone, man, they, they take a lot out of each one, but you don't realize, okay, that's you know what the average person gets paid bi-weekly, so 26 times you get paid. 26 times they took out that amount. Look at that all up. Look at the chunk of what you paid the government every single year. It ends up being, for the average person, like, like, uh, like somewhere between 25 and 30%. So that means on a given week, you go to work five days, one25 of those days, you're going to work for the federal government, okay? And, and since I'm going to paint this picture for you, let's make it Tuesday. Let's call it Tuesday, okay? So Tuesday, a day everyone hates by and large. They, people hate Mondays, but look, you just had a weekend, so it's not that rough going back. Tuesdays where you're like, ah, damn it. It's still here. We're, we're still going. Tuesday, let's say Monday you went to work for yourself. Tuesday, Everything you did was for the government. You're not seeing a dime of that money. You are going for somebody else. Kind of changes the way you think about Tuesday, doesn't it? When you go, I wait, I, I was there for somebody else to take that money? Like, I worked all day. I, I answered emails I didn't want to answer. I, I organized papers I didn't want to organize. And I did all that not for me, but for something else. 
that sucks. And then a little bit of another day. So, uh, you know, whatever. Let's call it the end of Friday is the 0.25 days of the week that you work for the federal government. So that last two hours where you just want the weekend here, but the government says, nope, we need you to work for us. Those are the two times you're working for the federal government. Now, think about that. You do that every single week. That So one, what is it, a little more than a fifth, uh, you know, let, let's call it a quarter of your paycheck goes straight to the government. Now, add that all up over the course of the year and imagine having all that money and then the government says, okay, give us a, give us a fourth of it, and then you have to, like, pay that over. How much does that suck? Okay, and if the average person had to do that, there would be a revolution in this country. They would not, they would not handle it very well. So that's why I don't handle it very well. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't do a good job of sitting there and like handing over a big chunk of money and saying, "Man, I didn't." First of all, I don't want to give you this money. Second of all, you made me count it as I was handing it to you. I think I've used that analogy before. It's like a bully who takes your milk money, but he makes you count it as you're handing it over <laughs> to him to make sure he's getting it all. I hate it. I hate that they take all that money and then they still run a deficit. Are you kidding me? Oh, dogs barking in the background. Somebody must be walking out front. The dog's 10 years old. It barks at every single person it sees. It hasn't gotten used to it. It's like, I don't know who it thinks it's alarming. And I'm not a dog hater, but uh, I, I don't see a big use of that dog. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, everything's weird now anyway. Taxes were not so weird. Uh, that that happens every year. It's weird that it happened in July, and I had to take all my papers with me on this road trip. Normally I'm at home, you know, shuffling it. Nobody has to see me, but everybody saw me. Uh, <laughs> at my in-law's house, they all saw what I was going through. They're like, oh, man, Nick's kind of lost it down there. Yeah, 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 I have. I've lost it because not only am I doing it, but now we're in the middle of a pandemic. There are no sports around, and it... It really is putting a, a hink in my in my word use, cause hink's not a word. <laughs> H I N K, that's not a that's not a word, a hitch. A hitch in my uh in my computing because I sit down stairs, I set up a little office in the basement, and you know, every morning I check the same five websites just to see what's going on in the world. And one of those websites I check every morning is ESPN.com. Just see what's going on in the sporting world. Well, newsflash, nothing's going on. By the way, I think it's a little pathetic. Like, as much time as I spend on those five websites every day that, like, kind of mean nothing to me, uh, it's weird that there are millions of web pages and I only go to five of them on a regular basis. I would love to increase the uh, the number of ones that I go to, especially now that ESPN is basically useless because sports aren't here and sports aren't going to be here. Okay, they've got a little bit of golf, but it, it just it feels like fake golf. It doesn't feel real. There are no, you know, no people in the crowds. It just doesn't feel exciting. And I know golf is like the least of it. Imagine playing football with nobody in the stadium, which I think is what they're talking about. But let's be real, you guys. Do, do you really think football's going to happen? I don't. I don't. Maybe, maybe at the professional level it'll happen because those dudes are getting paid and they've got, you know, regulations and, and unions on both sides. Like maybe that'll happen because because those guys are making money and they'll look at it and they say, We you know the risks. Do you want to do this? And they'll be like, I kinda do want to make millions of dollars, so I'm gonna do that. College football, some people have not given up hope for that. I have, long time ago. I don't think that's going to happen because they're not getting paid. 
How do you how do you force somebody to do something that's potentially dangerous to your health and then not give them any compensation? I now I realize a lot of them are getting schooling for free. That's some compensation, but boy, if you said, "Listen, you got a one percent chance of dying if you get this," uh, but don't worry, we're gonna pay for your books. I'd say, you know what? Keep the books. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes and let's do this next year, okay? So I don't think college football is going to happen. Like, how are you going to keep people safe that are trying to, like, <laughs> talk about social distancing, stay six feet away. These guys are trying to be inside of you as they tackle you. Like, <laughs> if you watch some of these tackles that happen, they're trying to run through you. That is the least amount of social distancing you can possibly do is to get in there. And they'll say, well, what, what if they were a... Uh, a face mask, listen, that ain't going to do anything, okay? These guys are puffing and gruffing and getting in, like, 12-man pileups. We're trying to rip the ball out of your arms underneath a huge dog pile. Meanwhile, the ref's trying to separate everybody. Guys, guys, step apart, step apart, get out of there. Football's not going to happen. Basketball's not going to happen. Oh, somebody's walking by again. There goes the dog. Basketball's not going to happen. Um, you know, they got that bubble down in... Uh, down in Florida, but people are testing positive. People are trying to escape the bubble, going different places to get food and stuff. Then they got to come back into quarantine. Oh, basketball, like they already canceled March Madness. That's that's a big argument people like to use. No, they're not going to cancel college football. That's too much money. They canceled March Madness. You know how much money that brings in every single year? And that was at the beginning of this thing when nobody knew really what the hell it was. Now we know what it is. And we know it's not going away, and they're having spikes, okay? Nothing's going to happen till we get a vaccine, which, fingers crossed, looks like it's going to happen uh, sooner than later. Like, it sounds like a lot of people are getting a good jump on this. Hopefully, by the end of the year, they might be able to dole it out to some people. And then once, like, even though most of us aren't going to be able to get it until mid-2021, if they come out with it at the end of this year, early next year, it's going to take six months to develop it all and to get it get it to us. Um, but but once it starts, you feel like okay, this is good. You know, you once it starts, you feel like okay, let's get the at risk people first, and then the people that need to be around other people, like the the first responders and things like that. Let's get them taken care of, and then you know, go alphabetically or whatever the hell it is by age. I don't know what you got to do. And I listen. I don't know. If I advocate for a, um, if I advocate for a vaccine, but we got to do something, we got to do something, you know. Yeah, we're not going to know the long term effects, but you know, it seems like we have to do something because we also don't know the long term effects of the coronavirus. So it could, it could be something that you get it and you get over, but it punches holes in your lungs, and then two years from now we all drop because our bodies weren't meant to sustain it so who knows what the long-term effects of that are so decide i guess which way you want to roll the dice but um i guess i i put my hands in science i say okay we you know we vaccinate our kids we don't go on the we don't subscribe to the notion the vaccines are bad <laughs> you know I, I i hired a doctor for my kids for a reason and i trust them that's why i didn't deliver my own babies even though i can do internet research and realize that uh, oh you could do this and this and get the warm water and and all you gotta do is this and you catch the head and have a doula and I'm like well okay that's fine for some people if you want to go down that way I'm gonna hire a professional that's what I'm gonna do 
Oh, I've probably pissed some people off with that doula comment. Gonna hear him. Gonna hear it again. Listen, we got lots of friends that do the doula thing. We we have a friend that is a doula, and we love her. But uh, you know, we still went to a hospital when we delivered our kids. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's the way we are. And as long as the vaccine doesn't include some microchip that they're talking about, Bill Gates is is referring to just getting everybody microchip so that you got. Okay, this guy got that vaccine, shows up, you get scanned at the airport. Okay, is this guy good? Yep, he's good. We we wave the wand over his arm. He's all right. Like, as long as it doesn't include some crap like that, um, then I think we're all good with it. They call that the mark of the beast, which I don't think that that is going to be the mark of the beast. Here's what I think is going to be the mark of the beast. And I don't. Okay, let me start over. It's not going to be the mark of the beast because I don't think we know what the hell that means. And I don't think we're going to know it when it comes. Um, If it, you know, if and when it comes. But uh, I think what people are going to, what's going to be weird when we're going to get microchipped is what Elon Musk is talking about. And that's when they're going to develop software and hardware that goes inside of us that helps us interface with our phones and interface with each other and interface with the computers on more than a one-to-one level. Now, if you haven't listened to him talk on the first time he visited Mark, um, Joe Rogan's podcast, I, I suggest giving that a listen, okay? When you when when the Hoffcast is in between episodes, uh, check out that Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast. It might have been like a year ago or something, and he talks about the stuff they're developing to help human beings uh, interface with computers. He says the problem is, you know, everybody's basically a cyborg now because you've got a phone in your pocket, you got a phone in your hand, which is a supercomputer. It can handle, you know, millions and millions of uh, bytes of data per second, whereas a human being, and he said the measurement of what we can analyze per second, and it's, you know, a tiny minuscule fraction of what a phone can do. He said, so the problem is not the phone's capabilities. The problem is our ability to interface with the phone and gather all the information that it has for us to gather. He said, so they're creating a way for us, our brains to open up so where you can communicate better with these things. And it's kind of scary. It's kind of cool and kind of scary at the same time. Uh, And he said, so you'll get this, you know, chip inside of you. And all of a sudden, the 90% of your brain that you're not using, it'll open that up so that you can, you know, process at a much higher rate. And you look at that on the surface, you think, well, I'm not going to do that. That sounds insane. I don't want a chip inside of me. I don't want to be able to do that. Like, I'm fine the way I am. But so you're going to hold out. You're going to hold out. You're just going to say, I'm not going to get this technology inside of me. I think that's the mark of the beast. I don't want it. And then your next door neighbor who works at the same company you do gets it done. And all of a sudden, he's 10 times more efficient than you. He's faster. He's smarter. He knows foreign languages. He realizes things before you do. He anticipates problems before you do. He's doing a 10 times better job at the company than you are. You see him get promoted. All of a sudden, he's got a hotter wife, a nicer car. He's moving to the better neighborhood, and all because he got this thing. And you think, well, that's fine for him. He's chosen his life. And then the guy who's your assistant does it and all of a sudden he takes your job and you look at it and you go i am becoming like my old computer i'm becoming obsolete because things they've got the newer better models right now and kids that have no experience are passing you by 
uh, because they've been chipped and they're just way better at these things. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a decision to make. Are you going to go on government welfare because nobody will hire you because you're obsolete? Or are you going to get microchipped and make yourself a player in the game? And that's when people are going to do it. That's where you're going to cave. And I'm not saying I condone it. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying once this technology comes and becomes part of our society, it's going to force us all to uh, to make a really hard decision. And I think a lot of people are going to cave and a lot of people are going to do it. And maybe it's for the better. Maybe, you know, they keep talking about how the machines are going to take us over. You know, it's only a matter of time before Terminators come and get us and they take us over. Well, I think Elon Musk said, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. And, and as soon as that technology is available to the public, buckle up, kids, because we're all going to be we're all going to be in for it. And hopefully it all works out fine and dandy. And here's the other thing they said they're going to be able to do is once they can figure out a way for you in interface with, uh, uh, you know, microchips and things like that. They said they're going to be able to download your consciousness and your brain into a hard drive. And if you want, it can just, you know, your body wears out, put you in a new vessel. OK, just like, you know, you die of a heart attack. It's like, well, did you upload to the cloud? Did you upload there? Okay. Yo, you sunk with the cloud last Tuesday. So that's the body we're getting. <laughs> okay, last Tuesday. Okay. Oh, well, did you did you have a baby on Thursday and then pass away on Saturday? Well, we'll upload you to the cloud or you were uploaded to the cloud, but uh, your last update was on Tuesday. So you don't remember your kid being born, but here you go. Here's your new body. There you are. There's your new um there's your new hardware to go with your brain software. And then people are going to live forever. And that's not what we need. We can't have that. But that's what probably will be the next step. It'll start out with the super wealthy. They're only going to dig up Walt Disney, take him out of his cryogenic chamber and plug him in. And he's going to be like, how's Mickey Mouse doing? Uh, I want to go on Splash Mountain. They're like, uh, about that. We changed Splash Mountain. Well, okay, can I go to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in, in, in Walt Disney World? Uh, I'd love to see them. I love that scene where they're selling the selling the wenches oh okay listen we had to change that a lot of things have changed walt <laughs> okay a lot of things have changed since you passed away so buckle up there but they won't even have to explain that to you right they'll just upload the new software and all of a sudden you know walt disney who who died i think he died in the 80s 70s or 80s or something like that you know walt disney will be he'll be the most woke person around he's gonna get the latest woke software because disney's gonna not gonna want him popping off of the mouth like what are all these hispanics doing around <laughs> you know they're not gonna want him popping off and whatever the hell he was saying back in the day so they're gonna they're gonna give him the most up-to-date software so he's not getting the disney corp in trouble and uh that's that's our future people that's our future just a bunch of cyborgs walking around but they're gonna be really efficient i i wonder if they're gonna be funny i wonder where humor you know fits into a computer's brain i wonder will people laugh when they are 10 times smarter or will that be kind of obsolete you know i don't know i don't know i don't know if i want to find out but we're going to regardless of what we want the world is spinning according to some at a faster rate so we're going to figure out what the future holds or the lack thereof but uh I'm looking forward to being there with you guys, okay? We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. We're the Doom Doom Bippers, and we are leading the charge. Maybe not technologically speaking, but uh, in attitude. 
We lead the chart. We lead the nation, nay, the world in attitude. Thank you guys for listening. That's the end of this episode. I'll catch you next week. Stay alive. Do, do, bet.